pandemic trapped a bunch of aging role-playing gamers in their homes, forcing them to crawl out of their pen and paper comfort zone and into the online world of virtual tabletops and video calls. To join them as they raise the curtain to share their stories, insights, and love all things geek. Welcome to the Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. Assholes. Hello and welcome to the Advanced Age Roleplaying Gamers Podcast. This is episode 17. It's our final episode of It's Always Cloudy and Kalish. I'm Nathan. I'm the GM for now. Uh, we're playing Free League Publishing's Twilight 2004th edition. Uh, if you have the time or inclination or both, uh, please be sure to rate us and follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, all that stuff. This is kind of a, a a sad moment wrapping up this at least this chapter of the story. Who knows? Maybe we'll revisit these characters again at some point in a in a one shot or something like that. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this and 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 let's uh, bring it on home. So we'll start off with introductions. Um, and Matt, why don't you go, go ahead and go first? Hi, uh, I'm Matt, and I am playing. Uh, Pawlow Onyszewski, a Polish criminal wannabe and a friend of childhood friend of Minka. All right, then Sean. I want to compliment you on Nathan and finally, after all these gaming sessions of getting through an introduction without any of us one fucking interrupting you and two not making any mistakes. No, no, Matt's tried phone went off. Phone there. Yeah, <laughs> I know it was Nate. It was Malcolm actually. Five times he fucking tried to interview. He's like, "Hey, thanks a lot, guys." I'm like, "Shit." But anyway, really. But really, so uh, I am playing Gunnery Sergeant Thomas Mason, United States Marines, who is still alive. Uh, and Chris. Chris, playing uh, Mika Garantichalo, only slightly wounded Polish farm girl. <laughs> and irradiated. Everybody irradiated. <laughs> uh, it's the new world. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Tier. Um, Tier, and I am playing Axel Mueller, a failed German medical student who is irradiated, burnt, shots, and, uh, yeah, otherwise a generally happy guy. Uh, and I am playing, also playing uh, Zofie, the mysterious backgrounded uh, Polish girl who's come to us with a false story. Maybe we'll find out what that is tonight. I, I just want to say that they're both so rad right now. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm muting Sean. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm surprised you didn't say it, Chris. <laughs> in, you're in true dad form tonight. Um, unfortunately, uh, uh, Tony couldn't be with us tonight, uh, not because uh, I killed him last week. Uh, is it completely he killed himself, to the, quite frankly. True. He, he was trying so hard. I will have to say, uh, he was trying so hard to get killed last week, I, I finally gave in. <laughs> <laughs> I think his roles gave in more than me. <laughs> well, I failed a role. Yeah, yeah, but you know, who, who uh, jumps into a, a tank with, with uh, no pants on? But anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, Tony uh, wish he was here. Um, he wishes he was here, but but he had other oblig- obligations, and and uh, but he'll uh, be back with us on our next adventure, which. Uh, 
Actually, do you, uh, Matt, do you want to do a little preview of, your, of our next adventure while we're here and got, everybody, uh, got a captive audience? That's great. Thanks for ambushing me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think... Uh, what's what's so, the artist's name again? Who did the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to make it up. It was Bob Snorby. I don't, I, he has a, I don't know. You have to go back and listen to the other episode um, tell us everything you need to <laughs> sorry uh, so all right no, so you're not sorry it's great <laughs> so when uh so our next story we're going to take a little shift in genre back to something maybe a little more comfortable Did you say shit no shit. shift <laughs> yes it's our scat adventure game yes. <laughs> we'll be playing uh two party members one cup and uh <laughs> <laughs> it's a rousing adventure. Um, we all look forward to watching your reaction it's videos. Not dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> we're gonna hold. Dun- we're gonna hold nothing back. <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, we know explosive adventure. <laughs> very, very expanded. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and tell us yeah, what, what you're so, going to be running? Right, right. so we're, we're going to be uh, going back to an old comfortable favorite. Uh, we're going to be playing some uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We're going to be doing kind of a short, uh, it's, not a, it's not a one-shot, but it is a, a short arc uh, story called uh, Harvest of Souls. Uh, it should just be sort of a fun, dark, scary, awful, and terrible adventure, which I think it's going to be very serious, but I'm sure the rest of you are going to turn it into a comedy. So I mean, It's also the name of our of uh, our next album. Actually, that's the name of our band, now, Harvester of Souls. I, I'd like to point out that our game, which is a post-apocalyptic you know, World War III, ended with a man not wearing pants, jumping into a tank, and and uh and shitting and blowing himself up. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so uh, for all intents and purposes, its intention is to be kind of an awful horror, scary uh, type of thing. But it's probably just going to be clown show. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be us. <laughs> so uh, that that'll probably you know that that's what we're going to do next. And uh, we're actually kind of looking. That's kind of like a palate cleanser. And we're still deciding what we're going to do after that. So. All right. <laughs> sort of the bidet of gaming sessions. Yes. Uh, yeah. Or vomitorium slash bidet. Yes, yes. yes. Combination. A purge and a cleanse. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm so glad I could ambush you with that. So it'll be nice to be a player. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I can't wait. And completely uh, fuck with Matt. Uh, for you know, a couple hours a week. It'll be, is, Nathan, it'll be fun till he drops that rhino alien on us. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta make sure something giant and obvious is hiding somewhere <laughs> along the adventure. I don't know where. But... Uh, all right, all right, uh, all right. So, so let's go ahead and you know, we're, we're I'm just stalling because I don't want it to end. But here we are. We're we're, we're at the end, uh, and I'm gonna um, monologue a bit. Uh, I know you guys are going to interrupt and interject anyway, but I just want to get that out on on record. I'm going to monologue a little bit. He means you, Sean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, when he starts talking, get serious. I've been quiet. The rest uh, of the fuck just No, I, <laughs> I even uh, muted myself, but now I'm not going to mute myself. So it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Nathan. So, uh, Minka and Axel are in Miserable Beast. Uh, they busted. Uh, through one of the fences around the college and 
and start making their way towards uh, the river. And they they get close to the river and kind of find a, a, a copse of trees uh, to kind of take shelter in because that wound in, in Minka's gut was really starting to just sting pretty badly. And and, you, and even, you know, you, didn't, you feel pretty ill otherwise on, on top of the... Uh, the bullet wound, but you're not sure if it's because of the bullet wound or maybe radiation poisoning, you know, or the other, or both. Uh, but you, you find a spot that looks uh, within sight of the river. You, you, you kind of had to go through a couple of streams and a lot of mud to kind of get there. So there's like mud all over miserable beast now. Uh, and you, you find a kind of a, a safe, clean, dry spot under some trees and you and Axel can actually get out of Miserable Beast and, and let Axel attend to your wounds. So why don't you go ahead and, and uh, talk about that now. Minka, here. Go put, prop yourself up against this tree and I will look at the wound. Uh, thank you. It's not quite the scratch that, uh, that Pavlov gets, but you know. <laughs> well, we can, only, we can only hope that... Uh, that we would have the fortitude that that man has. Uh, yeah, Matt, uh, Axel will take out his field medical kit and um, he'll use his field. Uh, is this a critical injury? No. no. Ah, okay. Okay. Because he has field surgeon. Um, but yeah, it, he'll uh, he'll clean it up, uh, sew it up if it needs to, staple it, or uh, and then put a bandage. Yeah, it went clean through, so there's no. You didn't have to remove the bullet. So there, but there's a uh, an injury and an exit wound. Okay. Yeah, he'll pack. He'll pack the wound. He'll, he'll clean her up, sew her up, and, uh, and bandage her. Uh, I hope the others get here soon. Um, they probably want me to make camp for them. <laughs> I think tonight you and I are off camp duty. That's that'll be fine. I'm not hunting, and uh, you are not making camp. And you hear um, Pavlov's voice come over the radio. Hello, uh, Minka. Minka, are you there? Are you all right? Where are you? I'll, I'll grab the radio and bring it down. Bring it down to her. Yes, yes, we are by the river. Right, we we, we are in armored vehicle. We, we are heading there quicker as we can. Can't miss us. Follow the streaming. Look for the giant pool of blood. <laughs> all right. That that sounds fabulous. They, I will call. Hey, Gunny, they they are up by the river. Okay, let's go. I uh I pulled uh. Uh, Donnie has taken the liberty of pulling uh, Blanco's uh, shattered body into the Humber and covered it. Um, and uh, so he could get a proper burial, of course. That would be you know, the right thing to do. Um, and then uh, we directed two guys and said, you guys can uh, need to head to the river. Or you could stay here with the nuke, radiation. What do you want to do? Uh, they, uh, uh, they volunteer to, to come along with you. Both All right, let's go. You know, one, one American, one uh, Polish national, and they're, they're, you know we don't have any real allegiance. It was it was nice living there, but with the with Russians there, you know, there's I'm afraid there's probably nothing to go back back to. And with the radiation, you know, you're talking about, uh, I don't think we want to mess with that. Yeah, we're gonna keep going. Then let's go. Um, so. Uh, do you do you think that they have lost? I thought that we had killed most of Russians and destroyed tank. 
Uh, it's it's hard to say because they, they still have that artillery. You know, who knows what's... Yeah, there's probably more of them somewhere. They've given the location here, so once they don't lose contact with these guys, they're going to come in stronger. They didn't know about the resistance, and everybody's spreading out now. So, hey, Nathan, before we go, is there any, like, uh, 55-gallon drums of gas I could buy, grab or anything, or... Anybody I can grab? Those are like fucking sexy goddamn. Um, it's gonna see our sexy spotter come running up in a red dress. Uh, actually, you don't see her. No. All right, we just go. We book it. Okay. Yeah, you you, you see the spot where um, Miserable Beast must have busted through the fence, and you're kind of able to, to to. You figure she went in a pretty straight line, or you know, reasonably straight line, um, just trying to get as far away as possible from a leaking uh, nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, how's the world? More time to get away from well, We should be good now. We're far enough away. Once we clear, we're, you know, we as long as we're not standing within so many feet, just because it's radiation leaking, radiation doesn't mean it's like shooting rays at us miles away. So so we just keep going and get GTA, get the fuck out of there. Uh, how's okay, the girl? Okay. Sophie. She's asking, well, actually, uh, I don't know, she's like trying to she looks frustrated because none of you can can sign to her, and I pull out. Uh, she she, she doesn't have time English. to grab her pad and pencil. So oh wait a minute, mm. I speak Italian. I don't speak fucking sign language. Yeah, we're silent. <laughs> hey, I, uh, hey, you got a pen and paper in this thing anywhere? Look around. Pencil and paper, anybody? Uh, make a luck roll, I guess. There's such thing. No, no, there. You, you can't seem to find anything. You'll. You look around for a bit and you can't seem to find All anything. Right. All right. You are five minutes from camp. Go to camp. <laughs> no, we're going. We're rolling. So you kind of go through a couple of streams and some, you know, again, some some muddy bits. So you see the the, the tracks of miserable beasts um, going through the mud. And, and uh, you go through that pretty quickly. And eventually you, you see it through uh, miserable beasts through some trees. Uh, stop uh, close within sight of the river. All right, I fire a toe at Miserable Beast, and now we're, we're done with them. <laughs> and I pull off my mask, and I poop. Ha-ha! The whole time. <laughs> no, I uh, pull up. I said, get up next to him, pull up. We're going to get out. We'll surrender some aid. Uh, and tell those two guys, get out with us. We'll, we'll form a perimeter. I tell them, I said, listen, stick with us. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we, we got a plan. We just need to get ourselves together here. we got two yeah, vehicles, so- and we're, we'll be good. So, um, uh, Zofia looks to the viewport and, and just hops right out of the Bradley before anybody else and runs, runs uh, straight towards Axel, uh, arms outstretched, and passed him straight to Minka and, and gives Minka a big hug. <laughs> Welcome, girl. Good to see you. And, and, and then comes back and gives Axel a hug. Pavlov will hop out after her and uh, get in line to give Minka a hug. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay, Minka? Did he patch you up? You were shot. Are you okay? Is everything all right? It's just a little scratch. I'd be okay. You must You must lay down. This looks bad. Uh, what can I do for you? Make camp. Make camp, I yes. Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> Gunny will uh, walk over to uh, Axel. Axel's furiously signing with, with, uh, with Zophie. I get down on my knee and I tell Axel I have to have some bad news for you. Your uh, uncle did. Axel's, Axel's like six foot tall. Oh, but you're laying down. No, he isn't. I'm, I'm laying down. You're standing up. 
Yeah, no, it's okay, Minka. So, uh, well, I stand up and I look at him <laughs> in his face and I go, uh, sorry, I have some bad news. Your uncle did me. Took out a tank, uh, pantsless, if that's any, any consolation in his own unique fashion. Uh, but he, he did a lot of good there and saved a lot of lives, probably ours. Uh, but he didn't make it. He, we have his body in the back of that brand there. We're going to have to bury it. Uh, but he went out to black, true Blanco, uh, Blanco style. Axel, Axel pauses for a second, looks a little, uh, a little uh, upset, and he goes, pantsless. That is probably the way he wished to go. He's got a hog, like, what, but we need two. Jesus. No, no, we all know about it. No. He will be buried just like he lived, without pants. Face down. We'll make sure that happens, so... That being done, Gunny will go take his, uh, grab his pack, which is still on being, get his E tool and start digging a, uh, digging a grave for Blanco Fantasma. You can't, you can't bury him here. You can't bury him here in the mud. At least just we put him up. We put him into the river, just how you would have wanted. Well, I mean, next to river, it's very <laughs> peaceful here. Oh, that, that. Yeah, close to river. You, you, you went through some streams to get there, but you're not in the mud anymore. Oh, okay. So All right. It's perhaps the strip club put, nearby. You two, you two come over here. You help me make camp. So, Gunny, when you go to get your, your pack out of uh, Miserable Beast, you notice some smoke coming from the uh, the hood of Miserable Beast. I pop the hood. You pop the hood, and as soon as you do that, you're, uh, you, you get kind of a, a backdraft moment as these flames just, just erupt from the uh, uh, engine area of Miserable Beast, and you, you have to stumble back a little bit to keep your eyebrows in, intact. Uh, uh, grab a, there should be a fire extinguisher in the Hummer. Grab it and put out the fire. Uh, yeah, you, you go for that, and, and, and the uh, the fire's kind of reached into the cabin now, and with it really, as you're trying to reach around in there, it's... it's uh, okay, fuck it. I started throwing things out of the Hummer. I just throw things out of the Hummer, grab the jump up on top, grab the rifle, throw it on the ground, shit like that. You know? Yeah, I guess Pavlov's in the back. He sees that he'll start same. Well, Pavlov's in the back. He was starting to set up camp, so he's going to just try to start throwing things out of the back of the things out. truck. It started that thing. I'll push the fucking river. Get to the river. Just put it in neutral. Yeah, I put it in neutral, and I push it with a grab or something. It's done. Well, we just leave it. Just, yeah. we got to get away it, uh, from it. You probably don't want to touch it too much. It's radioactive. Oh, fuck this. Throw, throw our gear <laughs> in the goddamn Bradley. What? Let's get to Bradley and get out of here. Everybody in the fucking Bradley. Grab all the gear out of the thing. Go to Bradley. Let's drive the fuck away. It's after a nuclear war. Everything is radioactive. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Push the fucking gas can out of that thing. <laughs> we have that high octane fuel in there. <laughs> Push that shit out. We're rolling into the uh, Bradley with the. Uh, but we should have time to do that. Since they're all fucking aluminum. Yeah, yeah. If you just throw stuff out, uh, it's fine. But within like a minute, the whole thing is just uh, completely engulfed in flames. How could this happen? Typical know. American cars. It's like somebody dropped a white phosphorus grenade on this thing. What the fuck? Again, as Axel's putting cream on the burns on his head and, <laughs> and neck. So, so after, after talking to Blue Falcon, I, I found out that fire extinguishers and white phosphorus don't really mix. Yeah, but I, would, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But, but it, Axel wouldn't have known that either. Right. And, and yeah. But, no, we but, found uh, that out last week. They don't mix. Yeah. I know that too. But that's, I'm just trying to play. So I would yeah. be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so it never really went out. But just you know, 
to solve that mystery. Yeah, I like the idea of using the uh, the Bradley to just kind of push Miserable Beast into the water so it doesn't set the trees on fire. Or Yeah, we'll do that. We'll push it down, and once we get everything out, then we can load everything in or on the Bradley and go. After we bed, wait a minute! Throw Blanco in the burning humper, and he can have the effigy. Like a Viking funeral. <laughs> he can become the ghost. They just float. Float down river in burning Humvee like the Valhalla. You, with the man, with the things that that man probably put in his body, you don't want to burn him. <laughs> just just right? the smells alone would probably kill us. Let us just put him in the earth as he deserves. Yeah, we will do that. Out of respect for you, actually. Please, let us, let us make camp and, and... Not here. We are not making camp here. Not near the fucking burning radioactive vehicle. No, we push it in water. It's gone. Let's go, go bye-bye. So what you want to do? You want, you want to just, like, nudge it into the river? Yeah, put it in neutral and push it. We don't want flaming nuclear space vehicle here. Well, you can't really reach in there and put it in neutral, but I'm, I'm sure a Bradley could... Yeah, we'll, we'll push it along. Just get it far away, and then we come back and load stuff into Bradley. And store it. We should probably get out of the area, considering there's no Soviet forces. Because we don't know what's going on. This All this activity will attract too many. We don't know who's going to come. Does this uh, does this Bradley have um, like a, a strap holder? Like, does it have any um, oh, what's it called a stretcher holder or something we can lay Minka down on or the floor? I'll be fine with the floor. All right. Um, yeah. So, so you want to hop in the Bradley and find another spot to? Yes, I think that's what advice. Yeah. we just set up a smoke signal to everybody. For ten miles around. All right. So, uh, when you push miserable beast into the uh, into the water, you notice that probably uh, a couple of kilometers away, you, you do see a, a bridge intact, uh, just south of you. Now is our chance if we we're going to make go. it across the river. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I have one other question. Perhaps we make distraction. Uh, go over to uh, Blanco's body and look around. Does he still have the detonator? <gasps> yeah, yeah. I don't know if we need to do that. Why not? This is cause great distraction. It's going to be a dirty bomb, and there's still innocent people in here. There's people that were in that camp that escaped, regular folks that haven't done any harm to them. No, I agree. I, I, I agree. You have to ask yourself, what would Blanco do? <laughs> Blanco would probably ride the burning car into the river. <laughs> and somehow survive. No, I, 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 but if we detonate the dirty the device, it won't, uh, nobody will try and use it. It's tough. With a casing correct, with a casing correct on that nuclear device, it, it would, it would kill whoever tried to work on it. That's true. Let's just keep going. We're just going to leave the love. Okay. Do you really guys think that college fell? Do you think the Russians took over? No, I don't know what's happening. But um, I doubt the Russians had more, don't have more forces in the area. They did have artillery piece somewhere, and they you know how our Soviets are. If they can't beat nothing, they'll just pound it to oblivion. I wouldn't be surprised in the next hour or two we start hearing incoming in that town of this loved one. What do you think they will do? The college? Where will they go? It's not my problem. Our problem now is to get uh, headed back in our mission. We got another vehicle, a little better armor. 
got to do a little work on the turret, but I think we're, uh, we've got something here. So I don't know what you guys think, but, you know, let's get across this bridge and see what we can find. We got fuel, so at least for a little while. A little while. Okay, uh, so you guys uh, hop in the Bradley. Who's driving? Um, There's that Zof- guy, Zof- right? Zofi can drive, yeah. too, yeah. Oh. No, let's let the guy drive. Yeah. Uh, I can drive. I'll be fine. He's no, okay. no, 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 no. You <laughs> lay down. Lay down. I see I see Minka developing a pain every... Oh, no. You cannot set up cam. Oh, it's a pain. I'd love to. But holes, holes in abdomen is very... You know, it's funny. As soon as we get away from making camp, she had plenty of energy. <laughs> so... All right, so you're you're in the Bradley and you're kind of making your way to the bridge and you see kind of a road up ahead, and Axel Sophie uh, sits next to you and you know hug, she she reaches over hugs you again and, and she says uh, she signs starts signing to you that I, you know I'm just really sorry about uh, your uncle you know, he was uh, he was uh, a very interesting man he. Uh... Thank you. He he was interesting. He strange and violent, and uh, but under that, he he had a heart. I just I don't know how much longer he was going to live anyway. I mean, he had to know that my part of Germany is gone. It's a nuclear crater. There is no Isabel. She's probably been dead for years. He just lived with the illusion that she was still alive. She gets kind of a, at that, she gets kind of a uh, you know, downcast and a little sad look on her face. It's like, oh. And she grabs her hands and says, well, we can still hope. We, we can still hope. That's what we have to do. For him? Of course. If, any, if that bastard has taught us anything, that you can hope in the face of absolute destruction. I've never seen anybody avoid death like that. So I'm, I'm ready to tell you about everything. It's your story. If you wish to tell it, we will listen. So that, that man, you know, he, he was my father. He, that, that much is true. And for what it's worth, I, I, uh, I grew up loving him and, and trusting him. But yeah, I don't know what, what happened. But when, when the war came, when the Russians came... I joined up with the resistance with my friends and you know I, I felt like a patriot though like I was doing my duty he was in the army and I would tell him and she kind of stops for a second and she kind of just kind of looks down and looks back at me so I would I was so naive I, I was so stupid and she's her signing just comes in fits and starts, and she's like, a, you know, I, I would tell him everything, and he he betrayed us, he betrayed Poland, he betrayed me. There was this operation where my friends and I were going to steal some goods that the Russians were were shipping in, and I. I'm an idiot, but I, I I told him about it. And they ambushed us. They were there. My father, my father was with them. He, I don't know when it happened, but he's been 
part of GRU for a long time. He's been just feeding them everything. I told him he's been feeding to the Russians. He's been a traitor, and my my friends are dead, and it's all my fault. It's it's my fault that that they're they're dead, and and she's like shaking. Axel stops her. He puts his hand on her shoulder. He goes, "None of that is your fault." You did. I'm. You did. Stupid. How are you stupid? No father should betray his child. That is the greatest sin against nature and God. That is a failure. That he is. I am glad he is gone, and I'm sorry for all the loss that you have suffered. But none of that is your fault. You did what you you believe what you believed right. You trusted in your friends. You believed in Poland, and you trusted in. What the man who should be taking care of you all his life? None of that is your fault. It's a sad thing that happened, but it is not your fault. Don't take that burden on you. Yeah, at, at, at this point, she kind of slumps a bit against the the side of the Bradley and, and kind of looks at you and then looks at her hands and say, "I, I believe you, but it'll take me some time to." to believe that myself. I, I believe you, but I just don't feel it yet. Healing takes time. It always does. Whether it's the body or the soul. Every day, we'll get a little bit better. She she does seem a little bit more relaxed after telling you, but she does have some... You know, she's not like yeah. full-on crying, but she does have some, some tears kind of welled up in her eyes and she like wipes her face. And I have to ask, do you still yeah. want to go see your grandparents? If they're if they're alive, then then yes. Because this whole truck of full of people, they're going to take you. So these are good people. These are these yeah. These people remind me of my friends. I, I'm I'm glad to be with you. Well, I put my hand on her foot. I said, "See, I told you she was a good Polish girl." <laughs> Do you want me to tell them your story? Uh, yes, uh, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm gonna practice cleaning this rifle. Well, I'll get Minka to practice sign language, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> All right. Anytime you need to talk, you come and talk to me, or with, or you talk to Minka, and I will help. Thank you. So yeah, I'll, I'll when she goes and things the right, I'll tell her story to everybody. Hmm. It's like, yeah, I mean, I think she had a pretty good reason to lie. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty tough thing to deal with. Along with everything else, having your your family, but your father betray you like that. I'll say I'll say this twice. I'll say this, Mink. I wish you had killed him twice. <laughs> I'm glad we did the job we did. Yeah. All right. So you get up to the bridge, and you're you're crossing the bridge, and the cameras at the back of the Bradley as it as it goes across, and the caked on mud is starting to fall off of the the sides and the back of the Bradley and the, the back of the Bradley as the mud uh, starts dripping off the camera sees a little flash of red underneath one little piece and then another little piece and they start to form letters M I S E R and fade to black <laughs> Nice. Well done. <laughs> oh. Hi, it's Nathan. I really hope you enjoyed the ending of our uh, It's 
always cloudy and cliche story. Uh, we had a lot of fun playing it. And in about a minute, you'll hear from uh, myself and the rest of the cast uh, on their thoughts on the game and the system and uh, what we liked, some of our favorite moments, things like that. But uh, first thing, I, I do want to apologize that uh, we made this recording back, I think, in July. I had messed around with the OBS settings and it really um, affected the overall quality of the audio. So there are going to be some, some parts that sound a little bit weird. Uh, I did my best to polish the turd, but, uh, but I mean, it's not horrible. Uh, um, I might be overdramatic, but I'm a perfectionist. But uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. But first up, we're actually going to uh, shamelessly uh, plug ourselves. Um, we've got a merch store, so we've got a little merch ad that uh, uh, that's only about a minute long. And I also want to mention that we have a, uh, a Buy Me a Coffee page, too, if you want to uh, help us uh, buy things like um, character art for our next story and, and things like that. But uh, thanks for watching uh, this far. We're amazed with all the support. Thanks so much, and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, this is Pavlov Onizhetsky, and I'm really hoping you're enjoying listening to how me and my friends are trying to survive in the crazy world of the apocalypse at Twilight 2000. Just wanted to let you know that the wacky guys over at the AARPG, they've got new merchandise at their store at theaarpgs.com featuring brand new artwork that has got the whole cast, including me, Pavlov. So look, if you'd like to have one of these maybe like coffee mugs or water bottles or really cool t-shirts fall off of the back of a truck near your survivor camp, just head on over and make a purchase uh, you know, maybe uh, buy a couple things for your, your your survivor mate. Make the bunker look really nice. Okay, this has been a Pavlov public service announcement. Hello and welcome to the Advanced Age Roleplaying Gamers Podcast. This is our recap episode of, recap. Uh, as always, Recap! Recap! Episode 16B. Um, Seventeen <laughs> B. No, seventeen A. Oh, yeah. Math is hard. Um, God damn it! Okay. Yeah. So is the alphabet. No fuck algebra. It's gonna be a quiz. <laughs> but uh, so I'm. I guess I'll start off with. Uh, we can just go around and and let's talk about our favorite moments. So, uh, how about Matt? Do you want to? Uh, sure. I know. So favorite moments. Uh, there's a few of them. Um. I, I so for my own character, I liked uh, sitting in the front seat of the um, Humvee while Sophie was driving, and I was like holding the dog, <laughs> trying to calm down, and the dog's asleep. <laughs> uh, I think that pretty much sums up Pavlov's usefulness. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that, and then you know, that's about it. Like Pavlov doesn't really have any badass moments, right? There's a couple times where he fires a bunch of errant rounds, but. Yeah, he mostly just survived on everybody's coattails. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I really, I really liked what he was in the town, and he was trying to get weed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you have any pharmaceutical? <laughs> something to drink. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally self-serving character. So I something. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like that. I, you know, I like that character. That character, man. He, you know, he added flavor. He had a flavor. Remember, this is a more of a combat game. So at this. We didn't mean to be, but it turned out to be that way. So, 
Which yeah. is kind of okay because he had crap for survival skills too. <laughs> he he did, and he was really good at talking, so he could do like manipulation and stuff. But they didn't come up as much. So, and when it did come up, we all got our shit stolen. Yeah, I so. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, he didn't die. That's right. So. I did not die. I didn't die. Anybody else want to chime in? This? Well, Tony? you know, I'll, I'll say this: like. Um, I felt, uh, I, you know, in this year, um, you know, uh, we went from White Blue Mountain to the Alien game um, to this, and I and I feel like we did actually. We may not have, uh, we may not feel that everybody's characters were. Uh, uh, we didn't get a chance to utilize them the way we wanted to, but I do feel like the uh, the role playing was there. I do feel like each person was really channeling their character more than before uh, than any other uh, game. So I'm I'm happy with that. I thought that was great. Like Sean was Sean. <laughs> Way different. Way totally different. My fa- my favorite gunny moment was when we discovered that he had the giant eagle tattoo on his chest <laughs> uh, and the press boxers. Yeah, when I found that out the next game session. And the American flag, so when he flexed his pec muscles, they they waved. Yeah, that's right, yeah. (laughs) When I picture Sean shirtless, that's how I picture him. So I just (laughs) translate that to his character. It it actually works that we've got the the artwork has some of the people's faces on it because it fits, right? Sort of the whole... uh... Yeah, no, I agree, Tony. I think it takes us usually a few... um, uh, it takes us a few episodes to kind of get that feel, but I even noticed that, like, listening back to the aliens, like, the last three or four episodes, like, we're all in. Like, it's everyone's character is, you know, because right. I got Some listen- of us were 75% in. Yeah, for yeah. 75%. <laughs> I, you know, we're so like 66 and two thirds, really. And I got to tell you, it is, it's night and day, Sergeant Iona and, and Blanco. Yeah. Right, Sergeant Iono, I remember very soft spoken, <laughs> kind of like hang out, had to pee. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but he had to pee really bad. But to me, a Blanco is like a completely different animal, completely. Yeah, and I think um, he used the term animal correctly. That's <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and even like look at the dichotomy, right? So we would all joke like, so Sean's character is definitely are very similar, right? But that Sean doesn't always play that because we know his Warforged is, is, was different, right? But I would say Axel and Hammer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, yeah. you know? I mean, so... Two different ones. A little bit different, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really, like, I, I think I agree with you. Like, I don't feel like I got the character under me until I was trapped on the bridge with, uh, with uh, Zofie's father. Like, I started right. to enjoy the character then. Before then, I was like, well, I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of weird. And and then, yeah, I felt, uh, then I started to, I liked that. I liked that scene and I felt like he was getting personality. Then. That was so intense. And that was really like the most, yeah. like I, I don't usually do a lot of those kind of scenes and games, but that was just, that was so good. <laughs> I really, I really loved that. That whole back and forth and the, and the, the, the emotion and like yeah, I, I really yeah. felt it was good. No, I, I thought yeah, it was very good interchange, honestly. And you know, and you know, as uh, Minka ran away, 
Uh, you know, he did a great job fighting that uh, fight, that guy. Yes, Mika <laughs> ran away from the unit of 11, 11 Soviet soldiers <laughs> with Blanco, artillery support. Blanco, Blanco ran to them. Blanco ran to them with supporting vehicles behind him. Right. I had a man carrying a lamp. <laughs> but it was a good lamp, and we still have it somewhere. Now, oh, I thought man. that uh, it's like funny because it was, was supposed to be so serious starting off, and it was so serious. I played the character, it's very caring, not like. So Mason and, and Aliens was just screaming at everybody, talking, great me, you know, and then this guy's like trying to be very much more respectful of people and caring. Yeah, he was, he was very motherly. Yeah. Fatherly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to the Marine Corps, fatherly. And uh, <laughs> motherly's fine. But he was just more worried and concerned about getting everybody, you know, there. Uh, but yeah, because I remember when I play, it's like, so what's everybody playing? I'm playing Polish, German. I'm like, there's no, Amer- how does this, doesn't make any sense of Cold War if I'm an American. So I just kept playing Mason. Just a different version. But the funniest fucking thing, I knew things were going off the rails when Tony just started going down the path with Isabel. And it just kept, <laughs> and then he's like, I jump up on top of this stuff. The, the, when we were trying to drag the nuke and he jumped on the nuke, I went, okay, we have just crawled. We just jumped the broom and now this is going off the rails. And then the youth threw the red lady in the red and I was like, oh, this is going to get entertaining. Yeah, so, but I thought I thought Nathan did. Going to get her hitting like twelve episodes in. You thought that? Only then. That was complete shit. It was drama. It was like serious, or like radiation, and you know, and we're trying to be serious, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is getting more like I don't know what the fuck we're playing now, but we're still going to keep going. Uh, but it was good. I thought Nathan did a good job putting it together, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, Twilight. Uh, at the end. Yeah, I do. I mean that. I, I really that, had cause... no idea where this was going when, when we started, and, and it again, like it really went into some pretty interesting places. I, uh, yeah, I, I like the the Pavlov and Mink relationship, and 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 and, and Gunny just really trying to take care of everybody, and and like kind of playing the yeah. straight man to Blanco is just like. One thing that was great about Gunny was like, you know, you have these people like <laughs> insult, uh, being disrespectful or not quite, you know, trusting him, but he still like was this rock for the, uh, for the group. Um, besides all that, besides, uh, you know, okay, USA and all this other stuff, you know, that was just being thrown at him. He was still like, uh, he, uh, he, he was a moral compass, like, you know, you know, we're, we're supposed to be a team. Let's act like it. So that's that just good. funny. Yeah. It, it's I, not that we planned that. It just kind of worked out that way, you know, and, and it was good because like, you know, Pavlov did, did some comic relief. Blanco definitely did some comic relief. And, and like, you know, uh, you know, Minka has some great little slide comments. Like oh, my Jesus. favorite Minka comment was like, a, it was like, what was the end of the world? I'm still getting mansplained. Or yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't understand. Uh, well, so I, like I, explaining explaining you know, the, the uh, engine to the, the tow hitch. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember that, but Gunny's like, what is, what is mansplaining? I don't understand. This is I, American. I, You're cold. I don't understand. <laughs> and, and, and Axel was like mostly playing straight, but he, I can, uh, occasionally we kind of 
dip into the weirdness with Blanco and, and explaining Blanco. And so, but, but like, uh, like Gunny never really wavered. It was always like super, super straight arrow. Uh, so it was, it was nice. I think That's- it was a, ended up being a nice balanced group, even though like looking at it on paper, it doesn't look that way. Well, it was, I think one of the most, well, Gunny's right. Talk about being straight and narrow, right? So I think one of the most powerful scenes in the entire show for me is when he executes those two guys. That's true. I did. Right. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. Talk about moral compass, right? I mean, this is to him. He's just watched these people, everything he holds dear, right? This American ideal, this this rules of war and all this stuff. And these people have just flushed it down the toilet, you know, killing innocent people and, you know, following the rules. That's the price. And I just think it was kind of an interesting, I think long-term, like if we, if this was a long-term campaign, it'd be interesting to see like how his, that, that rock solid might be checked, you know, like how, you know, the choices he would make. And that was a, a good example of like that situation of like no good choice, you know? No, there's no good choice. And I think it was interesting because uh, if you think about the character, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I forgot about that. But then, like deal with black. He didn't know how to deal with black. He's like, you're just. A, I don't know what you are. You're just a guy. I said, how many times said he's just a ghost. I don't know what he is. Let's just keep going. I didn't know how to explain him. Everybody else he knew, but he looked at black. I don't know what the fuck you are. I just, just, just go do what you're gonna do. Yeah. You know, and but then Mako was like always very. But remember, Mako was very not just very, very practical. But they felt we shoot them. They, they kill people. We shoot them. We nuclear war. We shoot people. It's okay. Yeah, but Mika had a progression in the last few episodes where she like her anger towards like the invaders just kept getting greater and greater. It, it, yeah. Like it's I think I noticed it when uh when when the college stole the stuff and then it just never went down. Like it was just getting angrier and angrier the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Pavlo was actually getting worried. Like at first he thought it was kind of cool. Like I think when they kill all the, the in the farmhouse, he's like, Mika, you got a lot of balls. But like later on, he's like, wait a minute, where's my you know my sweet Minka? She wants to make like happy place to live, and she's like running people over. <laughs> <laughs> These are people keeping me from making happy place to live. That's right. <laughs> they all have to die. <laughs> to make Polish better, we kill everybody who is not Polish. It's just Polish. Shit. <laughs> so I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys like noticed like the one thing I wanted to make sure I played up is as a German in Poland, like Axel knew that he was absolutely not welcome. Right. You know, oh, you like did he, you did play that. Yeah, yeah I because I, I mean I like I had I had to learn that. I, I learned it firsthand, you know, being in Germany and then being with Germans in Poland, um, you know, still to this day, not a, not big fans. Um, you know, like, and it was true. The statement, I, the statement that I made, where, you know, next to the Russians, they're the people that the Polish hate the most. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, the I, really, reason, I, I really can't yeah. blame. They they're, they're really are dirty, disgusting people. They're they're <laughs> mud <laughs> language. Wait, wait, wait! It's about the Germans and Polish. Which way? That's None of them. Very, uh, that sounded very. It's just a joke. It's humor. We, we made a lot of Polish jokes over this uh, over this time, and you know, like for the fans, listen to this. Like I'm of Polish descent. My grandmother was a little tiny Polish lady who I loved to death. 
relatives, you know, my great aunt who would smoke Chesterfields unfiltered at the table. Oh, and like, I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you have a Polish friend. My bigotry, <laughs> so I have Polish friends. Let me justify my bigotry by talking about Let me justify mine. I married a Polish woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you can use your marriage to get out of it, Tony. I love it. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Tony. I, I've, yeah, I've wait till a, she hears all of this. I've got a half, I mean, I half love Polish wife. I love pierogies. So I, I'm good. Chris just said, wait till she hears this. And so my retort has to be, yeah, but she puts the seashell to her ear and she never really gets the station. So. Oh. Wow. That's good. So that's quality. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's a thing to say. And it's kind of sad, but um, so at my mother's funeral, um, you know, I'm there and I'm, I'm, I'm dressed up. I'm, welcome, I'm welcoming the guests into the wake. And my uncle, so son of my, you know, son of my grandmother, everything walks in, sees the spread and goes, hey, what's all this Pollock food doing here? And I'm like, you have Polish, you asshole. You're like, what? Just, 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 I just, I like just, I, I just had to turn my head and just go, just, just go. Like, there's no, no respect at all. No respect. Every family has that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but like, they played her proud Polish heritage well. Yes, surely. Yes, I mean, it is true. Like a proud, like a really like formal people. When you get to know them, and I think I said this at the beginning of the podcast. But like, if you're working uh, in like a Polish office environment, you could work with somebody for two years and never use their first name. You only use the formal address of their last name. Like, it takes that long to build up that camaraderie. Because it's that formal of a uh, of a society. Well, it's because they want to make sure you're not German or Russian, apparently. <laughs> it's a test. It's all a test. I, I don't know how you guys felt, but I felt like even though we were strangers, I felt like I felt like we acted as a unit and we looked out for each other. And uh, yeah, so I hope hopefully that I, I think that conveyed that we we were a unit. It's funny because we had two mother hens in the group, right? Like, it was, or it was a whole bunch, right? Because you have Mason, right, who wants to care about everybody, mm-hmm. and Blanco, for all intents and purposes, was very mother hen, right? For all his bizarre murdering and right, he wanted to keep weirdly Axel sexual alive. comments. <laughs> <laughs> wanted wanted to keep Axel alive, and and you know, sort of when everyone else was tired, would stay up and take watch. So it, no, it was a good mix of skills and personalities, and I'm kind of glad we didn't play a bunch of like Americans. I, th- I thought that made it yes. a lot. I think it was good to have an American character, um, but like I was kind of interesting that we all ended up sort of being all over the board. Well, you gotta have an American character it's about fucking cold war world war and the end of the world war it's like everybody we, we'd all be characters like i would have played it why the fucking yanks fucked us this time didn't they boys let's go play some football and get a potato and sit down and drink whiskey fuck it i shot him uh, get us out of this fight eh that's right oh, the mother that cunt if we get back to merry old island we'll be safe there's no nukes there you should have been seamus mcloin <laughs> So, you know, I should have done. I just realized that I should have done something. I should have said, "Actually, there was a note in, 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 in the shirt, in black shirt." Said, "Oh, you don't want to read this. What is it? That it says, bed the girl and make her an honest woman.' I don't know what the heck it would say. <laughs> <laughs> that would sound like Blanco. 
But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so Tony, I forgot. So you weren't here. Somebody had asked. Somebody had asked about taking like the best of Blanco, and so I told them we're 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 in the works. I've gone through episode one through eight, although you weren't in two of them, and I've I've been jotting down the best Blanco Fantasmas, and uh, we're gonna have to put together a uh, in more. In we're gonna call it Fantasmagasms. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what? That should just be a separate page on the on, on the on the AARPG webpage. Yeah, and it's just you know Blanco Fantasma on a on a head, on a tombstone, and you click the tombstone and go over to his page. Oh, just have like little links to, to like little wave files, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Tony, you're an MVP of this series, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna put it to a vote, but I think we're all unanimous. Blanco Fantasma. MVP. Yes. MVP. Yeah. MVP. It was it was weird going back to episode one because none of us knew it was coming and to watch it. And you're just like, all of a sudden you lean into the mic like, Blanco Fantasma. We're just like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. I, 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 I think I spun around in my chair. I, yeah, was, I almost died. I was, I was like, like, okay. Yeah. And I think I m- mentioned this uh, yes, at some point. It's like, a, uh, this is like a very serious, like dark game but we like we we just played uh aliens and that was like a, it was it was dark but it was it was hysterical and you know, <laughs> white blue mountain was 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 strange and funny and, and like i just, i was like yeah how are we going to handle this really like dark depressing game and then then blanco <laughs> fantasma showed up I was like oh all right this is <laughs> Uh, like, we, see where we're we headed. Even, we even end, we even ended White Plume on kind of a serious note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but we, we definitely t- touch touch the drama, but it's, we're like a roller like coaster. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like my car- my character giving up Black Razor, and you know, yeah. him trying Black Razor trying to kill you all. You know? <laughs> my character <laughs> being in a coma. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, what oh, about um, the game system? It's oh, I'm sorry, Koopa. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so just before you, uh, so um, what, what's the, in one or two sentences, uh, uh, does the rest of the group ride off into the sunset? What, what happens to the rest of the group? It was it was basically a, a riding off into the sunset scene of them going over the bridge away from the college uh, towards Western Poland to maybe take Sophie back. But, uh, Eastern so, Poland. Le- Eastern Poland. <sighs> We're riding after the sunrise, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I am a moron. But, um, well, the bridge has to go west back toward the east. So, you know, we're crossing. Yeah, sort of weird well, yeah no worries. It's the okay. famous yeah. Polish S bridge. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't make a left turn in Poland. you got so, to take a bunch of rights. <laughs> was there, uh, was there other feedback that you, that you received? Oh no! I was just going to ask you what you guys thought about the game system. Uh, I, I think it's got a lot of growing to do. You know, based on some of this feedback, like I, I'd like to see the final version. Hopefully, they can incorporate some of the real playtest content. You know, I mean, because we like we identified a bunch of stuff while we were playing where they could have something in there, even if it's just an errata explaining how to do it. Um, like, you know, like the perception roles, like the, you know, it was kind of left up to us and, you know, vehicle combat was kind of clunky. Um, other things worked great. Like it really did. 
You know, yeah, it just, if anybody's uh, yeah. been um, uh, first person in a Humvee, they know it should not be doing one point of damage when you get run over by it. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, I think I think an actual Humvee has a little bit more than one armor. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a couple right. different types of Humvees, and I, I gave you the the, the armorless one. You gave us that though. The mer- the Colonial Marine version. Several thousand pounds of, of steel is so one nah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the game the game is not fine tuned. Like there's like remember we used to lament the fact you don't have it. We had recon, but you didn't have other little skills for like observation or it's not as detailed yeah. maybe as it should be. You know? I, 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 think, I think things take too long. Certain, I think certain, I think certain, certain yeah. things are incredibly detailed. Certain things like the are scavenging right. roles and all yes. that. Super detailed. Hunting. Hunting super yeah. detailed. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think Lance. if you, uh, so I think part of it is is that there's a lot of crunchy stuff they added to this. So it's all part of their Year Zero engine, which is based, based on this game called Year Zero, where they kind of take this basic system and, and apply it a bunch of different ways. So, so like Alien was based on it too, but you can tell just from Alien to this, there's a lot more crunch added to this one. Uh, but at, at heart, I think the Euro Zero engine is really like a mostly narrative game. So that's why I think there's a, like this disconnect where there's a ton of crunching stuff in the Twilight 2000, but it still has some things that are kind of na- uh, narr- more narrative that where we're used to like making perception rolls and stuff like that, where where really it's it's just up to me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, well, I think that's when I started enjoying the game more is when you started to take over and make it and and you know making yeah. command decisions rather than going back to the book. Yeah, yeah. Saying, that, that helped you know, a lot. And that's it, probably it story. in any game, really. Yeah. Is is it took I, I uh, you know you know we're, we're playing the alpha rules and then the, the the a little bit of the beta rules for a little bit and then we kind of started introducing some of the final rules in towards the end there. And you know, just my uh, my my comfort level. Yeah, you know, I I never. There's a lot of things I got wrong, and but uh, when I started, I think it, you're right. It was a lot smoother for everybody when I just said, okay, we're just going to do it this way, and 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 figure it out later. If, you know, well, and. You know, uh, um- one observation I had is just, and again, I'm trying to fully understand the mechanics, but our character sheets, for example, they are in Roll20, right? Yeah. Um, where, let's say with uh, D&D Beyond, um, one thing I like about the D&D Beyond is it doesn't, uh, like, um, I, I don't know if the UI with the uh, Twilight 2000 character sheets are, are completely there yet because um, you have this thing where you uh, basic combat gear and vehicles um, and you have multiple places where, so you have like uh, uh, the, str- uh, let's see, a, 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 was it a combat, you have a strength check on the combat page. Like, I just feel like, it could be nuanced a little bit more, uh, so you're not uh, having to switch the entire card. Um, yeah. maybe, so I just think that the UI could could use a little bit more love. Remember though, that was fan generated. Yeah, that that was fan well, generated, and so, okay, it's, so it was good for yeah. that. So, and another part of that is is one of the things I think that slowed us down a lot was just playing online because I think 
just trying to roll some dice is 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 okay. I gotta change, go up one level down. Whereas if we were playing in front of each other, I'd grab a twelve sided, grab a six sided, and roll instead of having to you know do all these drop down menus and then click this button over here. So and then dealing with roll twenties weirdness sometimes. So I think this game would flow a lot better in person. I also think that hopefully Free League is going to invest. I mean, it's great that the guy uh, was it Knock Fenix, yeah, right, made this. But I mean, at least my, my assumption would be, or would hope would be that um, the Free League guys will make take his work or, or use it as an example right. and make like improvements on the uh, the functionality. You know, because that's if you're designing a game system and not putting out like a VTT component for that. I, th- I think that was part of the Kickstarter is is them uh, making VTT tools. Nice. Again, I, I forgot that this was made by a fan and so I give them a lot of props. It's great. I'm just saying yeah. there's room for improvement. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, let, hey, why don't we take a second and, and thank Knock Phoenix for doing this yeah. because, I mean... Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, thank awesome. you. Yeah. Awesome. Wait, far easier to deal with than what we started. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know what? It helped... It helped, it helped I, I think, for me, it helped me teach teach me the system a little bit. Um, you yeah, know, how, yeah. the, how the dice go up and down and, you know... You know certain conditions that helps a lot, and I, I, th- I think working with the sheet that that helped. Hey, like I said, it's we. I really like the system in Aliens and how it worked out in the end. Yeah. So and it's it's a lot of the basic system. I think it just um, it, it needs some time. I'm surprised that they didn't. They have the stress, but you can like get knocked out from again. But mm-hmm. I almost feel like the stress mechanic in Aliens was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it was awesome. It, yes, I mean, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I, I think I think that they should incorporate that because if you're surviving and you're starving and you're hungry, you know, you're going to start making mistakes. I, 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 that would be kind of a cool homebrew or like an alternate would be to. I, I think I could have just, it, so I was just saying, I, 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 there's a few things I wish I'd done and I wish I had kind of handed out more stress and, and some other things. I wish I'd used cur- Curva more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish that I got to spend experience points. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <that>. yeah. <laughs> There are some challenges in that game, yes. You, but, you uh, feel free to spend as many as you want. <laughs> you just got a thousand. I'm A in everything. Blanco leveled up finally. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he, he leveled up in, the, in that uh, tank, that, that's for certain. Um, so, so tell us about that. Like, what was as a player like? Because Nathan mentioned it earlier. Like, like this was clearly a character, like trying to die, <laughs> and eventually the dice went okay. <laughs> like yeah, that whole last really, battle. Yeah. Like really, um, were you trying to die? Because it seemed like you were, you wanted me to kill you, and I just I, I gave in. <laughs> um. I felt that um, I, 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 I couldn't have gone off better. I mean, well, you know, throughout those battles with these crazy, uh, you know, bullets literally like going right by me and all this other stuff. And I felt I just felt it couldn't be more poetic. Like, it, you know, Blanco was in service to the group trying to take out what he felt was the biggest threat, which was this uh, tank. Right. 
uh, and if he could succeed in taking over the tank, which, which is what he wanted, he either wanted to dismantle it by any means or take it over. Um, and so, and then because of previous uh, uh, sessions, you know, we had a lot of, you know, jumping on top of the nuke and all this other stuff. It's like, well, what's the what you know? What's the goal? Take over the tank. What's the dumbest way I could do it? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and so with that, like, uh, and and so with that hatch falling down and closing and uh, sealing, uh, you know, sealing his fate. I, I think the last thing that went through his mind was like, "This is a good death. Uh, this, yeah, um, I'm, I'm achieving my goal, and Axel will be able to live another day with his." Uh, w- with his uh, Polska friends and, you know, uh, and, 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 and the American, you know. So I, I felt like I, I, th- I think he uh, felt good about it. That was good because the fight with the Russian version of, you know, the Indiana Jones scene just, just didn't cut it for me. It just sort of was like a letdown. So this, this, this made up for it. So I felt so. No, I totally think that's what Axel would have done. I don't think you were trying to kill yourself. I think you were just playing the character. Um, no, so because that's what Axel would have done. I would jump into a tank, drop a grenade, and walk out. Oh, I can't make it out. Oh well, it's a good day to die. That's basically how many times I like. I'm sorry, Blanco, Blanco. Sorry. How many times did I have like a uh, an enemy have you in their sights and just open up full auto on you and just completely miss you? Top of him at the cover with with the fucking AK-47, just unloading, misses completely, kills him with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) You punched him through his pelvis. If anything is cinematic, if anything was cinematic, the first battle where he was getting shot at at the farmhouse. Yeah, they kept missing missing him. him. And that's when I said, I said he must be a ghost or something. And then I, you said you were a ghost. I said he must be a ghost. And after that. You could be walking down the street, bullets flying, and be like, I am Blanco. I, I got a ghost. Well, that's one of the things about, so I still, one of the things I love about role-playing games is that you just don't know what's going to happen. So that last battle, Minka and Axel should have been dead, but they ran into the stormtroopers, <laughs> right? And they clearly <laughs> hit yeah, yeah, yeah. All those bullets they fired, all not a single, I mean, that's, Think well, how one. think how quick well one yeah one it's <laughs> always one guy you know, they always get like the singe right you know the, but but yeah like think how much the story would have changed like this story could have changed at any moment right what we saw how awful the criticals are right like just I I just try to think of all the times in the story where like the entire thing could have taken a left or right turn with like one bad roll. I uh, just like it was just cra- so what? the dice and even even yeah. the way that uh, Kupo died, like right, the, there's a chance that that thing he could have succeeded his mobility roll, got out, blown up the tank, and walked away and just dropped the mic. Right? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, look at look, somebody it did have some time. So when we were ambushed on the bridge by the Russian special forces, whatever, Minka made all her rolls to get away, but I failed every roll to try yeah. to go, and it wound up with a big conflict on the bridge and. One of like one of my more favorite parts of the game. Yeah, it's interesting. And and basically how I did the artillery too. I like I had the, oh, the artillery on the GM layer, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna see where they end up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in pieces, but but yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I thought for sure we'd have the first time we somebody got really fucked up shooting. I'm like, 
Gundy's going to die. I just thought he was going to be dead soon. I said, he'll be dead in two adventures. This is no way he's going to live. But I end up getting the least shot of all of you, I think, except for the yeah. girl, except for Sophie. Yeah. yeah. So, which doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. We kept her out of combat for a lot of the game. Well, I know, no, I mean her being out of combat. Yeah, but me getting shot more than Mako or 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 or, 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 or you know any of you guys because I was the combat guy. Because I thought yeah. I'd be the one in the middle of the combat all the time. It turned out it was Blanco. Yeah. yeah. So, so how many? So I, I put a bunch of meta references. Uh, some more for Sean and Matt, and some yeah. just more pop culture stuff. Did anybody pick up on any kind of weird meta references, pop, pop culture references I threw in there at all? Or? I have to ask, what what was up with the uh, the locusts? That's the miserable beast thing, which which may be revealed in some other game at some okay, point. All right, all right. <laughs> I thought it was a movie I was missing, and I'm like, Whoa, no, like, no, that's just a miserable beast thing. All right, so the radio station. Yeah. Yeah. What about, okay, so the crazy radio Something station with the that. people being, like, tortured. Well, tortured. Yeah. Is that from, like, so the, the Striper the thing movies? is just, yeah. So so I, I think of, of that was a long Horizon? time ago, and I was thinking kind of, well, even further back than that, and I, yeah, I, a friend I grew up with who, who uh, used to take me to all these heavy metal Christian concerts and and so so Eugene? that's cut yeah so, oh, so that's where I kind of got the idea for that and and just something weird as a as a thread so I, this is kind of what I was doing it was like dangling threads in front of you and see which ones you wanted to pull on and 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 so if we come back to this again at some point maybe those will be folks that you'd run into. Um, I didn't want to come into the moaning monks. Yeah, yeah. People screaming, dying in the background while Striper plays. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the uh, the, the the cipher that we got over the uh, that we got yeah, over the radio that was interesting. Yeah, that was that was just completely random. You know, what's interesting is that I, while the week after or so that you had that in the game, it came up in one of my classes about like. Yeah, it came up talking about like uh, sort of like counterintelligence operations during World War II and all this stuff and how these people would, these ladies would send these ciphered messages. And I was like, oh, that's what's going on with uh, – so it was kind of a cool uh, – No, I, I, I think because we, we all miss Putin. Putin. We, didn't, we didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't catch that. I guess I'm too vague. So uh, one of the big things, the whole reason there, there was a college um, – and, and I try to drop hints like a lot, and it's really for Matt and, and Sean and, and Malcolm if he was playing too. So with the nuke, fucking kept no, 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 my no, head. Not, not the nuke, but but basically, so it's a college. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Matt, and Malcolm, we all game together P- in, in P- college. P- and every time I say the college, I say it's not a community, it's a college. And oh, that, you and it's a community college. That's funny, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that is, that's like so tertiary. <laughs> so, so, so but I even said it's, it's at one point I even said it's not, it's not like it's some medieval society. Which is uh, uh, funny. Uh, I was not going in that direction. Uh, so, 
They so I was like, level deeper than any we, of us. Sir, yeah, we are too stupid. stupid. Literally half the party. <laughs> we are uh, too half stupid. The party. It's really a joke for me. It's just because like, I said it like, I, I must have said that line like really like a dozen times. It's not a community. It's, it's not a college. It's a community. It, so yeah, there's there's that, and then I then uh, another spin on that. There's a show called Community, and with a, a really weird dean. Uh, who is in love with what the main characters is a big tough guy named, named Jeffrey. Is that why the one guy kept hitting on Sean? Yeah, and kept ca- ca- calling him Jeffrey. So yeah, I know. Like, no Jeffrey, I'm like... Okay. Yeah. This community is a great show, super funny. Oh, yeah. It, it is yeah, yeah. The paintball I've seen, I've seen a bunch. The best. Yeah. Which yeah. ones? The paintball. Oh, if you guys one, had yeah. stuck around in college and said, oh, we're going to leave right away, there was going to be a, a paintball thing. Uh, and then that probably would have been obvious, but, but yeah. I, I actually had a whole paintball thing played up. I was no, no, we're leaving in the morning. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my paintball episode. <laughs> this could be like training, but anyway, uh, it's ruined my ruined my pop culture references. <laughs> I, I just wanted to murder uh, Smolensky, like the fact that he got away. Oh yeah, Smigelski, 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 the guy, the wiry-looking bug-eyed guy looking for his precious. We didn't get Smigelski either. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he, he's the one who took the one point of damage from uh, the Humvee. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. my other like nobody like uh, wiry, wiry bug eyes like pet, really looking for this one thing and then it's like because I thought he was Smolensky. Like, oh, Smolensky. <laughs> I also never finished the uh, Lord of the Rings books. <laughs> I still, yeah, I I still don't know how we talk to you. I don't. <laughs> Well, thanks to the fact that I don't read the books, you have the time to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. there, there was there was there was a time that like where like there were fifty fifty percent of the references made online were from those books. Like right right when um when the movies came out, the, the last movie, and I'm like, oh my god, I was too busy having sex at the time. <laughs> you did both. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anybody else have anything? No, I thought it was good. I like overall. I yeah. We covered it. Yeah. Thank you guys for putting in all the time and the effort, Matt, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. I showed up to drink and play. Well, most most days. Those <laughs> Sorry, <that> one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was one day where I just blew you all off. <laughs> I was too busy at the college. I, I couldn't uh, come in at, to this. Um, also, I guess we should thank our fans. Uh, anyone who's yeah, watching this, yes, anyone who's yeah. put in the time to get to this far. Yeah, I know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you, David. That's right. We love you. We love you, Ted. We love you more, more than your husband. So I did see I did see Tess's family this weekend. And I, and I asked, I was like, wait. And I made some reference to the show. And she just looked on and I'm like, how did you actually listen to the show? No. <laughs> no. I'm like, oh my god. I'm I'm with you, Koopa. Not not a single episode. Well, that, oh, you think my wife listens? My girlfriend hasn't listened either. Yeah. <laughs> my wife listens to some, but she can't listen to cards. My son's, you know, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> so. Na- yeah. Luckily, Nathan's wife is a super fan. So Yes. Obviously, somebody with class. Yes. Class and taste. How she got stuck with Nathan, we have no idea. I suspect chloroform. Alcohol. <laughs> Just well, to you. <laughs> <laughs>
All huge right, well, hog. Huge hog. I'm, just <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next adventure. Uh, I can't wait to see what we do uh, from here. This, like, yeah. yeah. Well, we got our feet under us now. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any technical problems, any worries, nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> Everything runs smooth. Where's Sean? Where's Sean? I don't see him. He's there. You see him? I don't see him. <laughs> hey, Matt, Matt, turn off your vibrator. Matt, turn off. <laughs> <laughs> I wear Koopo pants. Eat. Don't forget. <laughs> Koopo eating his entire tray of tiramisu. <laughs> that was one of my, that was also one of my favorite moments. That was, was actually the in character. It was, it was Blanco doing it. Where did you get the tiramisu? <laughs> we're all eating locusts. He's got a fucking tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> Should have made that clear. Oh well. But thanks so much. I, 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 I really enjoyed running for you guys, and, and I'm going to really enjoy torturing Matt and whoever else runs after him, and then eventually I'll run again sometime. Thanks. All right. Good night, everybody. Right, nice. And uh, right. we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to AARPG's presentation of It's Always Cloudy in Kalish. The game system we are playing is Free League's Twilight 2000 4th Edition Alpha. Our game master for this story is Nathan. Our cast includes Tyr as Axel Mueller, German college student turned reluctant soldier and guardian. Kupo as Blanco Fantasma, an Italian assassin who thinks that if he can protect his nephew, Axel, then maybe there's some light left in the world. Chris as Minka, the Polish farm girl who wants to escape the madness of war and establish a new community. Matt as Pavlov Onajetski, a Polish wannabe criminal and childhood friend of Minka who sees the war as an opportunity to become a big boss himself. And Sean as Gunnery Sergeant Mason, an American career soldier from the hills of Appalachia. Gunnery Sergeant Mason has fought in one war after another since Vietnam, and all he wants to do is go home, if there is a home, but not lose himself in the process. Our story was played on Roll20 Virtual Tabletop, Special thanks to Nock Fenix, who made the character sheets for Twilight 2000 in Roll20. Our shows are recorded using OBS, OBS Ninja, and Audacity. Our sound editing is done with Reaper. Original artwork for the AARPG logo was created by Sarah McMullen. You can see her other work at sarahmcmullenart.com. Music for the podcast was provided by Dark Fantasy Studios. Sound effects were licensed through Audio Jungle. Join us each week for more stories, interviews, and other random insights into the world of gaming. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and at our website, thearpgs.com, where you can check out additional information about our stories and our cast. If you would like to help the show out, please like us, follow us, subscribe, or retweet our shows to your friends so that we can share our stories with as many people as possible. If you would like to support the show more directly, you can pick up some AARPG podcast merchandise in our website store. 
Money from the merchandise sales go right back into the podcast to help us pay for services, software, and material to create even more stories. The AARPG podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Free League Publishing or any of the other vendors we've mentioned in the credits. So until next time, stay safe, be kind to one another, and play games.